There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Delta Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. And uh, yeah, just a, another day within this uh, dystopian <laughs> world that we live in. You know, Jim, talking about dystopian worlds, do you remember the movie The Wall by Pink Floyd? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That was, I don't know, guys. Did Okay, did you have a, okay, when you saw it the first time, did it kind of like emotionally affect you when you watched it? Did you um, feel a little bit... I don't know. I'm sorry. I just didn't mean to stop the conversation there. But I, when I watched it, it really, I don't know what it was. I mean, I was 16, 17 years old when I saw it. And uh, I, it really got, it kind of it kind of made me think of things differently after I saw it. I don't know. That was well, me. Yeah, I think that it did that to a lot of people, right? Right. That it made them see the world differently. And, and it was just one of those epic albums. But now, uh, Roger Waters played in Berlin um, just the other night. And mm-hmm. uh, I saw him in Denver in September, and he does this bit when they do some of the songs from the wall where he comes out in a black trench coat with the, the two ha- crossed hammers. Uh, he's got the armbands. Right. He, he looks like a Nazi, like he looks like Hitler, but that's part of the show. That's part of the art right. that he's portraying is that, you know, the wall's kind of message is that you lead down into insanity, and that, that insanity leads to cultural shift, which leads to political shift, which leads to dystopian futures and totalitarian governments. And, I mean, he played this part, and now he's being investigated by the German what? government uh, what? for uh, basically propagating non- Nazi content and wearing and uh, mimicking an SS Nazi outfit. What? Like, you can't make this stuff up. Man. What do you? I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to figure this out. I mean, there's somebody who sat around a boardroom table and thought, you know what? We've got nothing else better to do to go out and prosecute. You know, the rapists, the killers. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, this Roger Waters guy. I mean, he is really. Destroying society as we know it, so we've got to get him. We got to get investigation going. I mean, well, is that what we the tax dollars really are down to now? Is just well, you, you got childhood. I mean, what, what they're what they're trying to do is they want to shut Roger Waters up. Period. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. very very outspoken about the state of Israel. Um, I guess anti-Semitic in, in many perspectives, and I would say right. that yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that, right? Right, right. But that's that's his right. If he wants to do that, then so so be it. And, and you know, if someone wants to be anti-Semitic, you know, yes, there, there's laws about being anti-Semitic. Isn't that kind of interesting, though, that there's laws against being anti-Semitic? But, laws okay, but I thought we had freedom anti- to be able to be who we wanted to be, right? Right. And so that's mm. where the problem lies, and that's one of his complaints as well. Is, you know, why are you guys coming after me? I can speak my, what, we can't speak our opinion about the uh, the political atrocities created by what's known as the state of Israel? Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> are, you, are you, do you want to have that top? Do you want to talk about state of Israel stuff? Or are we going to cruise past that? The, uh, go ahead. No, dude, jump in. Well, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, here's the sad part of it is the more I'm finding out about some of the, it's not Israelites, but some of the, 
you know, we always talk about the Israeli uh, Secret Service, the Israeli Intelligence Service, and all that stuff. I think we've all forgotten that there's some really bad. I mean, Israel's not some glory, sinless, selfless country. They, there's a lot of bad going on there as well. And the fact is that they're tied into the intelligence uh, apparatus from every major country in the world. I, I wonder if there's actually more there that we are not looking at what the true mm, one of the heads of the snake is. Does that make sense? Well, I, you know, a lot of people think that the Jews rule the world. Um, I would contest this. I don't I, think I they rule the world. I definitely don't believe this. Uh, this came about because uh, for hundreds of years what you had is a, a tribe, if you want to look at it like that, with no country. And basically what would happen is um, groups of hundreds of thousands of people would migrate – uh, uh-huh. from one country to another country, and they would set up banks within those countries, and they would uh, begin to bankrupt the, the kingdoms. And then they would get kicked out of that kingdom, and they would go on to the next one and go on to the next one. And this is mm-hmm. kind of where the, the whole um, aspect of who these people were, the history of the, the Jewish Zionists, well, the Zionists didn't come about until the late 19th century, but the Jewish bankers ruling the world really came from is because they were the money barons for a long right. time set up the first banks um, and there's a lot of questionability of who these people really are um, and I've, I've seen research on both sides but irrelevant to the fact I mean my, my I have it in my blood I mean I'm you know Russian Jew but right. when we start looking at um, the, the kind of perspective of it today yeah, you know let these people be. Let's let's just all try to get along and, and get together. Right. But, you know, they're in the Middle East and there's a lot of people that don't like them there. And that's completely understandable. Um, yeah. But they do perform acts of terrorism and aggression against the Palestine. Palestine. And right. I do believe that's one of the reasons that instigates the, the war against them, the terrorist war against them, and has promulgated this for a very long time. Um, right. But... You know, Roger Waters is really outspoken about that, but just being outspoken about that, I mean, come on, people. This is, this is the year 2023. You know, we express ourselves with music, we express ourselves with words, and everybody's entitled right. to an opinion. And nobody should be persecuted because of that opinion. Right. Well, and think about that, though. I mean, we've just conversation. So now we have conversation illegality. I mean, I thought the whole idea behind the freedom of speech was the idea that we can be. Whatever it is we want, right? We can say whatever it is we want. We can do all this stuff, right? We can redress our grievances with our, uh, you know, our public servants. Yet here we are. I mean, we're seeing that he's now okay, and he's a musical artist. Has been doing this for decades. He's done nothing new with the wall stuff since when did the wall come out? Uh, early eighties or 70, 78? Seventy six. Yeah, oh wow. Okay, so I think in seventy eight, the wall, the album came out in like seventy six. Um, right. But probably one of the most epic, um, you know, albums about about war, about mental illness, about um, you know being a human being with different thoughts, and uh-huh. moving into uh, you know this 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 own state of war against yourself, where you create this uh, this authoritarian authoritarian structure within your own mind, because that's kind of what. Right. The movie's about and what the the, the cages about. you build for yourself. 
yeah, the cages you build for yourself, and how you mm-hmm. you know you uh, you separate yourself or you separate yourself from the world, and you fall deeper and deeper into this uh, psychosis, and yeah. how that also happens on the governmental side of how you'd cr- rule the world if you were that person or if you allowed that to consume you and take you over. <laughs> um, fascinating album, and I mean all of Pink Floyd's yeah. albums are just fascinating. I, I love that band. Um, so I saw it ten years. I saw it 10 years after it was released, and I felt like it was like something that was new. And I'm not saying I didn't know it was old, but, you know, at that point, it, and when I was 16, 17 years old, to me, you know, I mean, what an impressionable time for me to walk through that. I, and I remember uh, <laughs> I watched it on my breaks. I was working for McDonald's. I was a crew trainer, and uh, I would watch it on my breaks. I'd get a half-hour lunch or break, and I would go down there, and I would play this in half-hour clips. And I don't know. Maybe it was because I was at work or I don't know. It was it was moving. And I think people ought to go back and watch some of this stuff and see what how a, a really um, impactful that movie really is in today's age. Nope. Yep, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So – on the other hand, there's a lot of things happening here in the world, uh-huh. and some of those things are Mexico has deployed thousands of troops as Popocatapetl volcano oh. rumbles. Millions warned of possible evacuations. Pretty interesting there. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, that yeah because there was uh, there's what is it? There's 12 major volcanoes that are just spewing sulfur and other gases into the atmosphere right now that are just. Mm-hmm doing things that we can't even begin to do as humans. But yet we're going to stop that global climate change thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of people are are worried that this potentially could have some disastrous effects. And in thinking about this, like, you know, if you rate um, volcanoes kind of like hurricanes or tornadoes, there's various different degrees of a volcanic eruption. And a massive eruption from this type of volcano could produce... Um, massive climate change within North America. Uh, you know, those mm-hmm. prevailing winds going up from Mexico City would go all over northern Mexico into the southern United States. It would affect farmers yeah. and crops, especially California. Um, this could be actually disastrous. So this could be what, like one of those climate catastrophes we've actually been expecting, well, they've been expecting and waiting to basically push this climate change agenda, which is nonsense, but they will utilize any environmental disaster to do that. We're having a super El Nino this year, too, by the way. Ooh. Super El Nino. Warming of the Pacific Ocean. All right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. We Back don't. Dark Delight show. We do not. All right, so, yeah. <sighs> Sir. Special yeah. Counsel John Durham will testify before Congress on June 21st on the greatest political scandal in U.S. history. Obama what about the classi- Trump's Russia hoax. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think the classified documents that actually are given to the congressmen ought to be released as well. Because there was an unclassified and classified report released. The one that went to the public was unclassified, but there's a larger document that actually goes through and explicitly, you know, lies all this out. So I think it'll be good to hear from him, hear from the horse's mouth. But are we going to be, I mean, who's on, is it Ways and Means who's doing it, or is it going to be the abuse? uh, Yeah, it's the the, the one on weaponization. Yeah. So, okay. So are they going to pull, are they going to, they're going to kid glove him, or are they going to come out saying, "Hey, 
name names. You know, name names. Do something here. Make it public. I mean, are they going to hold his feet to the fire, or is he going to give the, I can't answer that question in this setting? You know what I'm saying? That whole, it's secret, secret. Everything's a secret, so that way we don't have to ever worry about, you know, getting in trouble for our stupidity. I don't know. I, I hope it comes out, man. You well, know, hey, Josh, let me give you something. I, I hope, and, and I hope that they, they utilize this opportunity with Durham to subpoena evidence and to open their own investigation and start right. holding these people accountable. I want to I want to point out to everybody, and, it, it, and you know, guys, I know it's your it's your Friday lunch. You guys are looking for the weekend. I know the three day, four day weekends hitting everybody's. You know, everybody's outside their head right now. But we have had amazing victories, and I want people to think about this for a second. Everybody's like, "Well, we're not having any victories. Nothing's happening." Ghislaine Maxwell guilty. J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, Wells Fargo, other banks are paying tens of millions of dollars to individual uh, victims of Epstein's Island. Uh, Epstein hung himself with a paper gown in a fully secured facility that doesn't allow people to kill themselves in. I mean, there are victories. There are evidences of how uh, voter fraud convictions and plea bargains have been going across this country. Thousands of those are happening over the last two, three years because of the 2020 election. There have been congressmen. There have been uh, public servants. There have been private people that have all are sent, you know, serving prison time for these things. And we all go around going, <laughs> you know, man, nothing's happening. I just don't see it. I don't see where we're seeing victories. But we got victories. We do have things. Ghislaine would not be sitting in jail right now, in prison, and the, these big corporate banks would not be paying out tens of millions of dollars if they thought they can get away with you know, plea bargaining or you know, going in and doing appeals on all this stuff. They're paying this out. We are seeing movement forward. We are seeing things happen. But at the same time we're having a victory here, they're letting the floodgates go over here. And so we've got a lot of dichotomy of things, but we do have things. So be positive that we – do you have things, but we're in the middle of the no, fight. I, well, hold on. No, I disagree with that. I, I'm, I'm not you disagree? <clears throat> yeah, I do. So, firstly, no. Jerome has been active since October 28th, 2017. He's had full subpoena power and prosecutorial power through grand jury with the Department uh-huh. of Justice underneath Trump and under Biden. Biden never right. removed him. This is outside of Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, as well as Bill Barr's authority while Durham was actually being the investigator. So a special counsel think about this is that he becomes the attorney general under that investigation and he has full right. prosecutorial power to bring out charges against anybody he sees fit and have legal subpoena against anybody now john okay. durham okay yeah he requested an interview from peter strock mccabe comey Priestab, simpson elias joffe um obama brennan clinton but he mm-hmm. issued zero subpoenas to those people. Zero. Zero subpoenas to those people. Why didn't but what about he the sealed indictment? right of subpoena? No, no listen. The, the sealed right. indictment things is there's hundreds of thousands of sealed indictments every year that sit uh-huh. on that register. You know, people are like, dude, okay. there's 250,000 sealed indictments. Look at this. No, there's hundreds of thousands of sealed indictments every year on the federal register. Okay? Mm-hmm. That, that means nothing. 
What means something here is that John Durham was a special counsel from 2017, the current date, and used his Mm -hmm. subpoena power only a few different times and never subpoenaed anybody at the senior executive or high level that was involved in actual facilitating, had knowledge of, or actually gave orders or paid for this, including, you know, Wasserman, who was the head of the DNC, uh, Clinton's campaign managers, Podesta, nobody, nobody got subpoenaed. Why did John Durham not utilize his authority when he saw the law being broken, when he saw the weaponization of the DOJ, of the White House, uh, of the CIA? Why did he not use that subpoena authority to bring these people in under oath and ask them questions of truth? And the reason is, is because the, the system is rigged. And you know what? A little bit of progress in a rigged system where the man who has a prosecutor power does nothing does not suffice. That does not make me happy. It does not say, hey, you know, we got some we got some movement here. We learned the truth. We learned the truth, but nobody is being held accountable and no justice will ever come from this. Simply because John Durham, over the last, what, uh, six years, failed. Failed miserably. I don't know why he failed. I don't know what was pressures were being put on him. It's irrelevant. He had special prosecutorial powers from Attorney General Bill Barr. Nobody interfered with his investigation, and he issued zero subpoenas to the people that actually mattered that committed treason and sedition against his country knowingly. And so you know what? No, I disagree with that because we're not making progress. And this is what I mean when I say that the Republican Party is just as corrupt and complicit in all of this as everybody else. They can keep on playing these games of illusions of, oh, well, we we love our people. Oh, yeah, we support the Second Amendment. Oh, yeah, we're here for you, the people. But then they're making backdoor deals like what's happening right now. Rumors came out last night that there was a handshake deal made between McCarthy and the Democrats and that a a debt ceiling bill has been reached and they're going to increase the debt ceiling um, by 3% with the funding going towards the Department of Defense. If that's truly the case, I am going to be irate. Seriously, a 3% increase in the debt ceiling? How about you get enough increase in the debt ceiling to take us to the end of the fiscal year until the next budget comes into effect? Right? right? Because raising the debt ceiling is absolutely atrocious. But what these people are doing is they're spending not you and me into oblivion. They're spending our, our grandchildren or our grandchildren's grandchildren into oblivion. $31 trillion national debt. For goodness sake, 31 Do people truly understand what a trillion is? I mean, Jim, if you were to count seconds, if you were to sit here every day and just count one second every second, right? One, right. two, three, four. It would take you 13 okay. years, 13 years to get to a billion. Right. Okay? 13 mm-hmm. years to get to a billion. You know how, much it would take, how long it would take you to get to a trillion? 33,000 years. That's right. the significance, okay, of a billion. Or sorry, it would take 33 years to get to a billion. It would take 33... Well, no, no, it's 30, yeah, thir- 13 years to get to a billion, 33,000 mm-hmm. to get to a trillion. Right. Okay? Now, 33,000 years to get to a trillion. That is unfathomable how much a trillion dollars actually is. And when we see them going out there with like the, the defense spending for Ukraine, right? Oh, we made a right. $3.5 billion mistake on the, the budget, on the money we gave to Ukraine. We just had an accounting error. A $3.8 billion accounting error? I mean, seriously. $3.8 billion accounting error on giving weapons and, and munitions and tanks and money to Ukraine. If any business in the world made a $3.8 billion accounting error, they would be out of freaking business. 
This mm-hmm. is absolutely atrocious, and we should not allow our government to sit there and 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 basically question our intelligence with the actual moves that they're making. I mean, they are sliding by. You know, you know Jim, I think the majority of these these investigations that Congress has is mm-hmm. to appease the masses, but zero is going to come out of it. I mean, nothing is going to come out from it because it is the same game being played every day. And the joke is on you and me, the American citizen. Rights, freedoms, and liberties are no longer. We now have privileges as which is determined by legally under the 14th Amendment or what they declare to be the 14th Amendment through contractual law. They are our slave masters, and they will only sit there and provide this illusion that they're actually going to bring about justice in the world so that we don't rise up with our guns and try to take back our government. That's the truth in the matter. And John Durham was this big old red flag that just showed you exactly how the system works and why it doesn't work for you and me. Get him, Josh. I agree. I agree about the John Durham thing. I really do. I do. I'm with you. (laughs) But I also have to still say we have convictions, so we have to look at that. That was the positive I was referring to. Now I got to defend the, myself the, the from Josh. The conviction of, of Sussman who got off and uh, was found now get, guilty, or mm. the the conviction of the FBI uh, uh, CI undercover agent who was not a Russian informant who got uh, Dushenko who got completely off. No, there was no justice there. You know, Stuart Rhodes, for anybody who doesn't know, Stuart Rhodes is the founder of the Oath Keepers organization. And I know Stuart Rhodes from back in 2008. I was one of the first hundred members of the Oath Keepers. I was actually the uh, the leader of the Oath Keepers in Washington, D.C. region when I was active Mm -hmm. in the military. I knew Stuart. Good guy. Really good guy. I I know a lot of the Oath Keepers. He, He just got 18 years in prison for being at January 6th. He right. didn't. He never entered the Capitol. He never did one act of violence. Um, he did nothing um, that day that would demand an 18-year prison sentence. They're charging with him sedition and, and basically uh, trying to overthrow the government in the insurrection. But yet then you have this district attorney, Soros-appointed district attorney from Massachusetts, who actually did create voter fraud, did commit s- sedition, and she just had zero charges and completely let go. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight Show. Hi, Josh. Uh, I'm, I'm much calmer now, but you know, listen. This is the truth in the matter, dude. Our country is under attack. Our country is at war, and most people don't even know what's going on. And just because we say war doesn't mean it has to be kinetic. It doesn't have to be guns being fired and people being shot. What we're talking about here is a betrayal of our government and a distrust within the system. And and it is progressively increasing. And these people, they take our intelligence for granted. They believe that we're so... That we're so apathetic that we're just going to sit down and let it happen. We're just going to allow communism or socialism to inch its way in to all of our institutions. Well, you know, I got, I got another, I got a whole different idea for you. You know what, globalist elitists, you know what, Congress and Senate and Joe Biden and the executive branch, there is a reckoning coming. 
There is a reckoning coming like you will never believe. The world is awake. The people are awake. We outnumber you in mass ten times over. And I promise you that there will be justice served. All your criminality, all your crimes are coming to the surface. And the more and more that we learn, the more angry we get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Josh, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right on this. And guys, here, let me give you one thing. The simplest thing you can do is say no. The second thing you need to do is stand a line. Whatever that line is in your life where you say no, where you say no to the – I don't care if it's taxation. I don't care if it's the government interfering with your company. I don't care if it's regulations on how you, quote, unquote, run your company. Whenever you decide to say no and then you stand that line, other people will stand with you. But the problem is, is they taught you how to be a coward. And I, and I don't care how you feel about the word coward or whatever that hurts your little feelings. Don't bring one good feeling to the show because obviously Josh stepped on it already. But I'm telling you right now, don't be a coward. Stop being a coward. Stop being a little, oh, well, we'll just elect them next time. Guys, when you say no and you stand that line, they back down. It's a bully mentality. How do you push back on a bully, Josh? How do you do it? How do you stand down a bully? You go, oh, I'll give you my lunch money. Is that how you get him to stop? No, because yeah, tomorrow he's coming for your nose. lunch money and your you shoes. You punch him in the nose. And I'll tell you what's happening right now, Jim, is yeah. we're getting to this point of where there's going to be massive repercussions for what they're doing, consequences. And, and this I is Memorial this Day weekend. Remember well, that. This is Memorial Day weekend, and we have to give homage and tribute to those who have sacrificed their lives for freedom and liberty in this country, for the United States Perfect. Constitution and the great people of this country. And I do that more so than everybody else because you know what? It is a deep feeling within my heart to give that tribute, to give that praise, to give that appreciation to those who came before us. And here's the thing is don't let their deaths be in vain. This is what I'm talking about here is Dr. Zelenka told us a long time ago that 18 to 24 months, you're going to start seeing people um, begin having massive adverse reactions and you're going to see deaths attributed to the COVID vaccine. And we're already starting to see that. We're actually in the time period where you're seeing children, five to 13 year olds having the same type of affliction. Okay. Mm -hmm. What this is going to cause is when someone's spouse or child or cousin or nephew or something like this happens and that person has nothing else left you're going to start to see what's going to happen next and this is what we yeah. call the men that just wanted to be left alone this is a it's an anonymous author and i'm going to read it because this is the truth right now this okay. is where we are at and this is what's about to happen the most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of those who wanted to be left alone they try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and those they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know the moment they fight back, their lives as they have lived them are over. The moment the man who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it is a small form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be. Which is why, when forced to take up violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate and a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play-acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at the door of the elite, of the globalist, of the right, of the left, and they will cry, scream, and beg for mercy, but it will fall upon deaf ears. Th this is where we're headed. 
They are creating an unholy vengeance within the American people. They are betraying those that they are meant to serve. And, and here's the thing is people want justice. We think that when Donald Trump gets in the office, there's going to be justice. When Donald Trump gets in the office in 2024, if that even happens, if they don't take him out before, if they don't rig the, the, the RNC primaries, if they don't rig the election again and try to steal it, if he ends up getting in, it's going to be nothing but the same. It's going to be the Republicans turning against Donald Trump. And the reason the Republicans will turn against Donald Trump, because they are part of the establishment. They are part of the problem. They are part of the criminality, as well as the deep state who basically operates behind the shadows and behind the scenes. Okay. There, there's no reason in the world how somebody goes into the White House or somebody goes in to Congress and comes out four to eight years later a multimillionaire. Donald Trump is the only politician within 50 years to go into the White House and come out with less money than he had when he actually went in. And that should tell you a lot about who that man is and his character. And here's mm -hmm. the thing is when we start looking at the insider trading that's happening within these congressional committees uh, on finance and economics and regulation, what we find out is it's Republicans and Democrats who are making the inside trades that are making millions of dollars. Marjorie Taylor Greene has profited over seven million dollars since she has been in Congress, people. She has profited $7 million since she has been in Congress. That's what she's willing to write down. That was what that's she's right. willing to write down. This yeah. person is a thief. Okay, what they are doing is utilizing inside information and making personal trades to gain individual wealth against you while not doing specifically their job that they were meant to do. And that is stop others from doing exactly what they are doing. And I'm sick of this yep. system. I'm sick of how this operates because this is not what the founding fathers came, had in mind. This is, not the, this is not the constitution that our founding fathers left us or my, my brothers and sisters died for. This is the problem well, with this country right now. It's Remember, they wrote the Constitution effect. when our they wrote the Constitution when our country was at its most destroyed and weakest point in history, because we had just fought the only world power at the time. These these people weren't sitting around on gold paved streets and and wine flowing from you know from faucets. They had literally lost their entire livelihood going into this. The Declaration of Independence was enough, but then to write the Constitution. After most of them had lost their all their independent wealth and everything they had ever owned, including their families, we've got to be guys be mindful that the the twenty some year olds that founded this country. What was what's the average age of the founding fathers? Twenty six or twenty four? Yeah. I mean, people don't think you think there's like seventy, eighty year old men. These were young men who saw that freedoms and liberties were far more important than any fortune or family that they had. They sacrificed their family for this. What are you guys doing? Uh, can you sacrifice a lunch? Hey, hey, well, hold on. I'm not throwing this on what? those people because the good people out here that listen to this show and the good people in the world, uh, there's a lot of them doing a lot of things. And the problem okay. is is everybody's afraid of persecution. Everybody's afraid to become that target of the IRS or the FBI or the federal government or the Department of Homeland Security or of Joe Biden's unholy vengeance. That's the problem right now is people mm -hmm. are scared. People are scared for the future of this country. They're scared for the future of their family. They're afraid afraid to what happens to them for everything that they've worked for in their lives is immediately taken away simply because they rose up, spoke up, or stood up. And, and see, we should not have to have that. And, and that is the first clear sign, the first red flag, that you are living under a tyranny. 
Okay, and what needs to happen is you just need to start having those private conversations with other people like you. You need to start collaborating. You need to start organizing and you uni- put your uni- phones in the microwave and go in the garage and have a conversation. Yeah, go down by the docks and have those conversations. That's the time that it is right now of how mm-hmm. we're going to have Plan A, we're going to have Plan B, and we're going to have Plan C. This is what we're going to do because here's the thing: this system is going to collapse. This system is not sustainable, and it's not going to collapse because the American people rise up with you know a a formulation to take back their country. That's not going to happen. I'm telling you that that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is this tyranny is going to apply the boot to the neck. Okay? That is their next draw, their next step. Th- mm-hmm. This this oppression is going to increase. They are going to get more and more fascist as they go. Do you think that the regulation and bills that you're seeing right now coming state to state is atrocious? Just wait a year. And see, as that progresses, the system will eventually collapse because people will begin to lose faith within the system. And as that happens, they will pull their money out. And as they pull their money out or they lose that actual critical wealth, then that's when the system itself begins to crumble at the base, the foundation, and the system collapses. And that's when emergency powers are orchestrated and various different powers of the government are tried uh, begin to try to be implemented. And, and if you think that the military is going to be on your side, if you think the police are going to be on your side, just remember that during, the, during this Great Depression that is going to be coming, that they're forcing into this world... The military and the police will be the ones that actually have a job, that are actually getting fed food from the government and actually still have a place to live. And so they're not going to risk that. They're not going to risk everything. Just like you're not going to risk everything right now for the consequences that come from disobeying the orders. That's the problem that we're foreseeing in the future. So that's how you have to make your plans right now. And I'm telling you, an economic collapse is coming because there's no other way to implement the CBDC system, the FedNow system, this, this controlled technocratic system that they are developing for financial tyranny. There's no other way to implement that unless you have a complete economic reset of the system, which means that everything has to collapse and there has to be a massive transference of wealth from the lower classes to that 1%. And there's no way that they can continue to undermine the United States Constitution unless government fails completely and begins to erode and collapse at its base, which means that they will take emergency powers. And that comes through the executive branch. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. And I know this is showing nothing but epic rants today, but, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend coming up here after today. And Mm -hmm. I I think that these are some conversations that people need to have. I think that these are things that need to be said because this world is heading down a very, very thin line, and that line is about to snap over the side of the mountain. And people are angry, people are frustrated, and people don't know what to do because nobody wants to ruin their life. Nobody wants to ruin their life by being that one outsider who stands up and says things as they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it reminds me of uh, Charlie Kirk. Did you see the one Charlie Kirk where he was doing the TPUSA at the college and the kid stands up in the background and asks a question? Uh, Charlie, I just got one question for you. When do we get to use the guns? Right? And Charlie Kirk slammed him down. How dare you? Don't say that. Oh, my goodness. You're a horrible person. No. Right. He's not. Because, you know, we have something in this country known as the Declaration of Independence, right? Right. Now, the Declaration of Independence is one of our foundational legal documents of our country. 
Right? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth a separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause, causes which impel them to the separation. And, and here's the beauty of it. Here is the absolute beauty of it. Because that guy's question is protected by this legal document. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That they are endowed mm -hmm. by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established shall not be ch uh, changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shewn that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms of which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, invinces a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. And so it says here, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is why we bring in these governments. And that when any government becomes destructive to those ends, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is our right to abolish it. So is the government right now okay, being destructive to life? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Are they being destructive Absolutely. to liberty? Absolutely. Yes. Are they being destructive to happiness? Absolutely. Because I'm irate right now. And so right. here's the thing, is we've met all the requirements as per the foundational legal document of this country, the Declaration of Independence, to throw off this government. Not only is it our want, it is our right and it is our duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Now, it doesn't say in here how the people are able to remove that government. And I guarantee constitutionally, the Supreme Court would say, well, it didn't say anything in there about armed rebellion or anything like that. And you could just look at them and go, but that's exactly what the founding fathers did against the crown. They formed militias and armies and fought them. So yes, that is insinuated within this document because that's exactly what happened immediately right after this is a declaration of war. So, with that being said, I'm not going to be the one that stands up and says, arm yourselves, people, let's march to, you know, whatever. What I'm going to tell you is to prepare yourself to arm yourself because tyranny is afoot, because oppression is at hand, because our government no longer serves the people and it is no longer based upon the principalities of working for you of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if there's one thing that you have to keep in mind this Memorial Day, think of all the men and women who have gave their life for these foundational legal documents of this country who protected life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness because they gave their lives for freedom so that we may sit here now and speak these words, so that we may sit here and express our opinion, so we might have a free country of which other people from every other country of the world want to come here for the opportunities, for the pursuit of the happiness that comes about because of the legal basis that was established in this country. 
within the se- late 1700s. Mm-hmm. We need to recognize and understand who we are as Americans. We need to not redefine it, but remember what it truly means. Being an American means that we have absolute control over our life, our liberty, and our pursuit of happiness. And when those things are infringed upon, among others within the Bill of Rights, our ability to self-defense, our ability to be secure within our person, our ability to double jeopardy, our ability to uh, uh, just trial under the law, our ability to utilize the states to fight federal tyranny. When all those things are usurped, then it is time for us to cast off this old skin of tyranny and usher in anew. Exactly. And all those words are, what, two days old, three days old? Wait, no, a couple hundred years old. I mean, think about that. Those are things that are coming out of your Declaration of Independence that are not brand new. I mean, Josh, you didn't just think of those things, right? The, the, talking about the tyranny and talking about the, the duty of a patriot to be there for God and country, I mean, we need to be mindful that, that we have actually le- le- lost our way when we allow this stuff to continue to happen, and we don't practice our Constitution. And they taught us that way. Well, they taught us not that way. Our Founding Fathers tried to teach us. The generations before us tried to warn us. But what happened is we became apathetic, we became complacent, and we had allowed this monster to grow beyond its own control to where foreign influence was able to infiltrate through coercion, through force, through money, and through power. And now that controls both sides of the House. And I'm not saying that there's not good people in the Republican Party. There's not patriots mm-hmm. in the Republican Party. There absolutely is. Just like there's good people in the Democrat Party. Okay? And we all have to accept that. But here's the thing right. is those people are most likely helpless against what is happening. Those people feel the same way that you do. And they are in a position of power and control to where their voices would be recognized. And if they came out and said something like that, they would be immediately, immediately persecuted by both sides to show the truth in the matter. That's the problem mm-hmm. with the world right now is there's nobody to stand up and yell and scream that the building is on fire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because everybody's too afraid to be burned. So those that rush into the building that's on fire or those that run from the building that's on fire? Would that be the right analogy? I would say that those people that are in the building on fire are too afraid to announce that the building is on fire. Because they understand that if they do, everybody else will jump on top of them, beat them to a pulp, because they are trained not to recognize the smoke the heat or the fire. Right. It it is a, you know, there was just an article yesterday that came out from a study and this was a study done by psychology today. And it stated that left wing extremism is derived within narcissism, narcissism and psychopathy. So basically it says that the right, the left wing ideology has its basis within narcissism and psychopathy that people who are psychopaths and narcissists, tend to align themselves with the left-wing ideology. Right. And and think about that. That means they're mentally broke. There is an issue that does not allow them to understand the cause and effect in their life. Mental retardation. All right, guys. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. (laughs) Hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Keep my words close to your heart because I know that it's on everybody's mind out there, especially in 
Kami, New York. Uh, keep our soldiers and sailors, our airmen, our, our guardians all within your heart as well as well as the Coast Guard and first responders. And my appreciation, love, respect, and blessings go out to all the Gold Star families and all the men and women who have came before us and fought for the freedom of this great country. Have a great weekend. Machine.